Yo and hello! Welcome back to Podcast Free Roscoe. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jody. And we're wondering. Do you remember Radio Free Roscoe? Could you could you help us? <laughs> we're just looking for somebody who can remember Radio Free Roscoe. <laughs> help. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with any of these. I always think I'm going to come up with something and then I don't. And then I'm like, I'm not an improv comedian. Yeah, we, we always think that suddenly we're going to get good at improv with no actual effort to get good at improv. <laughs> so this week we're looking at season two, episode 18 on a wingman and a prayer. First aired April 1st, 2005, written by Doug McRobb and directed by Graham Lynch. We've got some guest stars in this one. We've got uh, Mandy Butcher as Nicole, who, fun fact, in the credits of the episode itself, is listed as Audrey. Oh, no! Typo! Yeah! Oh, Audrey's long gone. But Mandy Butcher is also known for being Chelsea in Naturally Sadie, Tabby in Monster Warriors, and Mean Party Girl in Ice Princess. We also get, in this episode, appearance from the premiums as themselves. So I'm sure we're going to yes. be hearing some of their tracks throughout the episode. I like, it's amazing the level of clout between season one and season two. Oh, like, just so many like, bands. actual like Toronto bands. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The, the ska is long gone and it's replaced by actual indie rockers. <laughs> is ska just what you go to when you can't find actual bands to play your music? <laughs> <laughs> this has energy. The youths like energy. This is good. It's fine. <laughs> Are you hiding from Grace? No, her stupid friend Nicole. She thinks I'm a bonehead. I don't get her to like me. It's game over with Grace. So we dive right into one of the plots of the episode, which is that Grace apparently has this best friend named Nicole who thinks Ray is stupid for some reason. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what? And he's trying to get in her good books because he thinks Grace will leave him if Nicole doesn't like him. Uh, cue Travis saying the smart things to make, you know, Ray seem like he also knows what he's talking about. And we get, you know, kind of this more confirmation of Ray and Travis actually genuinely being friends now. Um, and Ray says, They called each other bro. They called each other bro. And you know, when an alien calls you bro. Thanks for saving my bacon, bro. Anytime, bro. Didn't say hey, man, but he said bro. Yeah. So. Yeah, they both called each other bro. And, you know, Travis basically says, Anytime you need help. And Ray's like, Ooh, anytime. So it looks like... He's not going to take advantage of that at all. No, not not in the slightest, not in the least. Um, on the other side of things, we've got Lily and Parker looking kind of bummed out after their latest No Man's Land gig. Apparently, they were playing their dad's co-worker's retirement party, which, why? Yeah. You know, I, I work in an office setting. I've been to many a <laughs> retirement party. At no point <laughs> do I think we'd hire a group of 14-year-olds yeah to, just, to, like, to play music for a retiree yeah like your co-workers your co-worker was like hey my kid's band is gonna play your <laughs> retirement party okay just go hang out by the donuts and clap a little bit <laughs> do, do you feel special yet we got your favorite band my kid <laughs> my kid oh sorry that's my favorite band my favorite band's gonna play your retirement party. <laughs> It's it's been a while since I've worked in a in a larger office, but yeah, anytime there's an office gathering, you're just there for the food. Yeah, <laughs> you're just there for that Costco sheet cake that you're yeah. gonna get, you know, yeah. pretty bored of two bites in, but you're gonna eat the whole thing and then feel sick yep. for a week. Oh, it's true. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a feeling. 
I hadn't thought about that in a while. But yeah, when you eat mediocre cake, <laughs> it, it stays with you in a bad way. Really, I think I think that's one of the like biggest things that I'm missing about the office vibe is just the sheer amount of leftover cake we always had from the amount of people retiring. I, I definitely remember working in an office and an office-wide email going out about there being food left somewhere and is, is gone. Oh, <laughs> like, absolutely. Disappeared. Absolutely. And like working in an office that was primarily staffed by students at the time. Yes. It would always be like the first batch of people as soon as they got the email out the door in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time going to the kitchen after getting one of those emails with um, a bunch of coworkers and we passed by... Um, the person who is um, like manning the front desk, kind of like a co-op student, probably about the same age as us. And we were like, hey, just in case you didn't get the email, there's cake in the kitchen. And she looked at us and she was like, it's nine in the morning. We're like, all right. <laughs> Fine. It's not like we said there's vodka in the kitchen. Not Calm saving down. any for you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, there's this great bit in this cafeteria sequence as well where um, Parker mentions that their gig was in a revolving restaurant. So this is like a fancy retirement party. Um, but as as they were going through their set, Parker was starting to get nauseous. And Travis like jumps in with like... Nausea comes from the Greek word for seasickness. So technically you can only be nauseous if you're on a boat. Technically, that's a little too technical for me. She doesn't really engage because she's still super bummed. And Travis just kind of like blinks at her so awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we there's get, like a hint of something there. It's, it's like a new kind Parker. of energy. Yeah. Of Travis kind of seeming <laughs> like he wants to impress Parker with his facts about yeah. the word nauseous. <laughs> so that's yeah. a, that's fun. That's how you win the ladies. You, you tell them annoying facts about words that they've just used. Just mansplain. Just mansplain and then blink. <laughs> but yeah, you, you do bring up a good point about it being a revolving restaurant, which like, I mean, every every revolving restaurant I've been in has been, you know, a little fancy, a little a little adult, a little upscale. So what is the combination of that <laughs> and my 14-year-old child yeah. playing like a song? Only- I'm pretty sure the only revolving restaurant I've been in is the one in the Calgary Tower. And that is, like, not a cheap place to eat. No, no, that's that's the thing, too. They're expensive places. And yeah. it, I, I have a hard time thinking that they would rent out the entirety of a revolving restaurant for a retirement party. So what are the other patrons of that restaurant? Like, what kind of vibe are they getting? Poor Gary just wanted some fucking dinner jazz or something. <laughs> Here's a song by indie band Mixed Signals. The garage means synth pop sounds perfect when you're alone in your room, hating your life. Groups hanging out in the cafeteria, so they are, of course, subjected to uh, the sweet sounds of Cougar Radio, now hosted by uh, River Pierce. He cues up a song by a local band, and he, um, I guess, misdescribes their music and their vibe. And Lily, you know, being frustrated um, with the situation with, you know, their band not getting uh, good gigs and with River being, you know, part of that by like not actually doing good promo for local bands. She's like, I'm going to go do something about this. And Robbie tries to like go with her as like backup saying like, you'll get blinded (laughs) by his teeth when he smiles. (laughs) And she's like, I can handle this. Uh, Cue her going up to the DJ booth. And making eye contact with River, who sees her and, like, gives her, like, a smarmy smile. And we get, like, that kind of, like, her being dazzled and then the record scratch of her catching herself. 
and opening the the door to to yell at him and he's like well if you know if you think you know so much about music why don't you come on the show and he offers her a slot in the afternoon um segment of cougar radio it's it's fun i feel like it's been a minute since we've had like one of those like oh like one of those kind of like goofy like moments with extra sound effects and of course it's river related I also just love the fact that Robbie was like so will, so ready to go. He's like, no, let me come with you. I want to kill River Phoenix. Yeah, Robbie. Robbie him. will take any opportunity, as we've seen, to uh, to try to interfere with anything uh, River Pierce related. But I think this does kind of um, tie up the the main four and all of them having a Cougar Radio interaction because we saw. I mean, Robbie, True. Uh, Travis at the start of the show in the very first episode when he auditioned and then sabotaged mm-hmm. it. We had Ray yes. doing his sports segment. We had Robbie doing his debate on air with Kim. Oh, yeah. And now we've got Lily in the DJ booth. So uh, the kind of um, completion, I guess, of everybody having their, their Cougar Radio time. So is Travis single? Is pie good? I'm just asking because Nicole has a little crush on him. We also get the setup of uh, Ray being, this is very typical Ray fashion. Grace, He and Grace are chatting and Grace mentions that Nicole has a little crush on Travis. And Ray's like, oh, well, yeah, Travis totally has a crush on Nicole. We should go on a double date. And Grace is like, that sounds sneaky. He's like, it's not sneaky. It's romantic. And Grace just kind of kisses him and then leaves. And Ray's like, you know, got that kind of whole my plans coming together thing going on. So poor Travis doesn't really know what he's in for, but Ray is going to use him. Also, it's it's a dumb plan. You know, yeah. if your issue is, oh, her friend doesn't like me. I don't think the solution is I'm going to make my friend date her and then we're going to go on a double date and I'm going to have to spend more time around this friend that doesn't like me and really solidify that point. I don't know what he's trying to really solve here. Yeah, and also possibly make her like me less by contributing to this awkward situation featuring my friend who doesn't actually like her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's But it's such a Ray scheme where he's like, oh, this is brilliant, and it's totally just fucking everything <laughs> up. Hey, Travis, I thought you said Lily was just going to be a little late. She said she'd try to be here. Must have been really important for her to miss a broadcast. Over on the radio broadcast that day, uh, it's just the boys in the house as they, uh, you know, are setting up the premiums, playing a show in town, and doing a set at Mickey's Discs. And they mention the water factory again, too, which I'm kind of sad we never get to see the water factory, because they're always fucking talking about the water factory. It's like, we're going to go see a show at the water factory. Yeah, <laughs> Unless I... it was Soundwave at the water factory? Where was Soundwave? Was it at the different factory? Was it at the megaphone factory? <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of factories. I like I like the, um, the um, implication that there's a factory for water. Like, it's not like a processing unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we create water here. We form yeah. it. It's a... We, we, we combine hydrogen and oxygen molecules and also host indie rock showcases <laughs> but yeah so they they plug the premium show and they also plug no man's land apparently doing a show at like a frozen yogurt place and uh you know they go off mic to chat while music's playing and robbie's like well travis i i thought lily was going to be here for this one and they're like well i guess it's important if she's not here 
uh, cue Lily being in the Cougar Radio booth with River. At being, like five o'clock or something. At like five o'clock, <laughs> the afternoon show, yes. uh, which apparently coincides with RFR. I'm going to share a little secret of mine to help you relax. Smile. Give me a break. That is so River. Just try it. One little smile. But Lily's really nervous because, of course, Lily's not used to being on air as herself. You know, she's just been using her persona this whole time. That's helped her feel more confident. And River's like, well, here's something you can do. Just smile for a second. And we get kind of the return of, like, we used to see these really early on in the show, in the first, like, RFR broadcast, like, these really um, close-up to extreme close-up shots of people as they're talking. And now we get them of Lily and River in the booth. We get, like, these, like, really really weird close-ups of the two of them. And Lily's like, that's stupid. He's like, just try it. And she's like, okay. And she smiles. And it's just the two of them, like, smiling at each other. (laughs) And it's weird. It's weird. But I don't know. It's it's looking like Lily's seeing River in a more sympathetic way. Yeah, that one handshake episodes and episodes ago is, is you know, we're finally getting the follow-up to that. Yeah, the, it was implied like 10 episodes ago that Lily might have a crush on River. And let's let's see what happens there. Strong, I've been thinking, you need to get back into the dating game. I know you've been flattened by the love truck before, but you gotta bounce back like a grace in me. You are bouncier than I am. Maybe you're right. And outside the radio station, Ray essentially springs his scheme on Travis and says, uh, we're going to go on a double date and it's going to be super great. And Travis looks not impressed, but I guess it's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Trav with his little like striped polo being like, oh no, bro, <laughs> don't do this to me. Indie bands take chances on their music. You just got to give it a chance. That's Lily. <laughs> After the RFR broadcast, Robbie is just kind of hanging out at the station, and I guess he tunes into Cougar Radio just out of spite for River. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just so he can shit on him, but in <laughs> in his own private forum instead of using RFR for it. Silently fuming. And he, you know, River makes some remark about an indie band, and Robbie is like, if Lily heard that, she'd flip. And then he hears Lily respond to River Ooh. as the other DJ. And he's like, that's Lily. And uh, it's... Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. Um, so Robbie is on to Lily now being involved in the uh, Cougar Radio machine. But then we go over to Mickey's and we see the double date happening. And, you know, it, it seems to be going fine. Um, apparently, Nicole lived in France for a little bit. So she says she just really misses creme brulee. And... Ray's like, well, I, I've, I'm planning on going to France, so I might visit creme brulee, and it's it's a good Ray, bit. So food. You know, if yeah. he if he he could just play this off as a joke so well, yeah. you know, it's a good bit. Yeah, I I feel bad for Ray, like having to feel like he has to impress his girlfriend's snotty friend. Like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it it sucks. But then Travis, looking across Mickey's, uh, spots Parker, and he's like get up for a second and he just like goes and chats with parker and it's very uncomfortable hey what's going on parker Mm, not much and you oh not much and you uh still not much yeah especially because right before he gets up like nicole kind of like super awkwardly briefly puts her hand over his and he kind of like shirks it away and that's when he he runs off and Yeah. yeah poor travis just like 
uh, it's so funny to see him go from this extremely stoic, closed off, like, you know, person who flirts through unsent postcards to now just like, yeah, <laughs> totally flubbing like every attempt. Awkward fumbling his way through, like he goes over to, to talk to Parker and Parker's like, so how's the date going? And he's like, what are you talking about? Just like, well, that girl was holding her hand. He's like, no, she was, she was just checking for a pulse. And Parker's like, well, I hope she found one. <laughs> She's so great. Poor Travis, though. He just, she, she leaves and he's, he's managed to strike out. And then, uh, Lily's hanging out in her basement when Robbie shows up to basically confront her about being on the radio with River and, like, lecture her about, like, I told you, River's a snake. And there's this great line where Lily's like, okay, dad, like, let me handle this myself. <laughs> and she talks about, you know, kind of what we were just saying. It was kind of nice for her to, she was nervous about not being Shady Lane, but it was kind of a cool experience for her. And, you know, Robbie with his vendetta being what it is, he's like, oh, but I'm warning you, Lily. You were gold last night, bro. I'm talking double date goldness. The Hong Kong Casanova has returned. It was nothing, man. Really. We get another scene um, in the cafeteria. <laughs> it starts with Travis looking longingly at Parker. Um, <laughs> but is, you know, he's interrupted by Ray being like, oh, the date went so well. <laughs> what, what a great time. And they go and sit down with Parker and... Um, I don't know. Travis tries to pull something again. Oh. He like does this kind of like cheesy announcer voice and he, really you would think Parker would go along with it, but she just seems kind of weirded out by by Travis and he's he's striking out again and after uh Parker leaves, um Travis is like, "Well, you, you know, right what you were saying about, you know, getting back out there." And Ray says something about like Travis not letting himself be happy. And then he's like, "So are you in?" <laughs> in for what Ray and Travis is like yeah okay like but what are you talking about yeah doesn't it all explain what he means I'm assuming it means like another date with you know Grace's friend like another double date but like yeah it's it's such a weird interaction but um it's become very obvious that uh Parker is Travis's new crush and it's very cute. cute I could learn a thing or two from River Pierce don't you think I don't know. Nanny Haynes once told me that the devil takes many forms. Lily and Parker are then hanging out on the bench underneath the the super cool mural. It used to be Robbie and Kim's bench, but now uh, Parker and Lily are hanging out there. And uh, they're talking about no man's land stuff. And we get this great shot where Lily kind of looks at the principal's office and River is sort of framed in the doorway, speaking off screen to Principal Waller, being like, it's cake just kind of like doing his finger guns just in the doorway and lily was like you know i think i think what i've been doing with river could be really helpful and parker kind of similarly to robbie she's like you know um i don't like i don't know it's like my nanny haynes used to say and she whips out another nanny haynes saying says like watch out for him and uh with that in mind river comes by sorry what i I just like your paraphrasing of it's like my nanny used to say watch out for him Watch out for that guy. <laughs> River comes by to ask Lily if uh, she's down to do another show. He's been getting all sorts of really great feedback. And Parker does like a little, it's kind of funny. She does a sing song and you just kind of like, Nanny. <laughs> and Lily's like, um, actually, you know what? I'm just going to go back to letting my music do the talking. And we end that scene with River kind of like considering. He's like, I can work with that. 
So I don't know what River has up his sleeve, but that's the first half of our episode with Lily making a tentative debut on Cougar Radio, Travis being a poor, flustered (laughs) boy, and yeah, this drama going on with uh, Grace's snooty friend. Yeah, but all around some some shakeups in our group dynamic of who we're getting to see interact this time. So that's exciting. So today in CanCon commercial break, we're looking at doodles. is a Canadian animated short series produced for television by Cellar Door Productions, animated by Trappies Animation Studios, and started airing on Teletoon in 2002. It was also seen on Nicktoons, and was one of the final programs shown on BBC Kids. The episodes were about two minutes long. You know, I remember if you were watching like a half-hour show on Teletoon, it's really like 20-ish minutes, and then they would show like a doodles. It's cute. It's just kind of like these very slapsticky things featuring... You know, this little cartoon guy named Dude. He's just like, he's got a square for a head and giant round eyes. And basically, it's it's very, the the plot synopsis on Wikipedia describes it as Duck Amuck-esque for all you Looney Tunes fans. And it's true, because essentially, the two main characters are Dude, this little doodle guy, and the hand. So there's this animating hand that comes and like draws in elements or takes away elements and basically creates chaos. The series was produced in Prince Edward Island, which is kind of cool. I never hear of things coming from Prince Edward Island. Uh, It was funded by the Canadian Television Fund, Bell Fund, Canadian Film or Video Production Tax Credit, funding from Tech PEI, and the Prince Edward Island Film and TV Labor Rebate Program. Um, So a little bit about the crew behind Doodles. It's kind of like a step into the challenges of working on a tiny island in Canada in the animation (laughs) industry. Um, So Cellar Door Productions, they've just got a handful of things on IMDb. The most prominent thing I saw, at least that was interesting to me, is Mrs. Ashborough's Cat starring Ellen Page before she really broke out. Um, It's alternately called Ghost Cat. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. And the synopsis is, a young girl and her father move into an old house haunted by the presence of a dead former resident and her beloved cat. So, uh... I was hoping it was just going to be the cat. Yeah. Can you imagine getting haunted only by a cat? <laughs> like, I, do, I feel like it, there's potential for really a lot of creepy things there. Because if, especially if it's just going around and knocking over shit. Like, yeah. That'd be scary. Making, like, horking sounds around your house. <laughs> ghost hairballs but yeah if you want to see a pre-juno ellen page go watch ghost cat by cellar door productions <laughs> Greta rose uh owns cellar door productions and she co-created doodles she was in i found an article from 2017 a cbc article where she's calling for a reinstatement of the film and tv labor rebate which i think is what helped doodles get started in the first place an award-winning PEI television producer who was just named to the PEI Business Hall of Fame is adding her voice to a growing chorus calling on the province to reinstate a labor rebate for film and television. Greta Rose and her company Cellador Productions were instrumental in building the film and television industry on the island in the late 90s when the province offered companies a labor rebate. We're hoping that somehow there could be a break here, Rose told CBC News. The program had been in place and it would not take a lot to have this implemented once again. The labor rebate program was aimed at hiring and training local people for jobs in the industry, not bringing in labor from other provinces. Rose sold her animated short series Doodles to Teletoon in 2002, prompting Trapeze Animation to set up on PEI, hiring 35 animators. This I, I, I know this was a big thing for Nova Scotia, too, so getting those rebates and tax credits and stuff like that. You need funding to make things. Right. 
Trappy's Animation Studios, the only other credit they have on IMDb is a show called Raspberry Jazzberry Jam. Oh. Which is a really cute looking show. It's like an educational show about music. Came out in 2008-2009. And uh, interestingly enough, I found another CBC article. This one's from 2009. And uh, kind of... Taking a, a step back in the past, it's all about how they were having a hard time recruiting people to move to Charlottetown <laughs> to work on the show. Uh, the show is the latest success story from PEI's small but dynamic commu- computer animation industry. It's produced by Trapeze Animation Studio in Charlottetown and started airing last month on CBC. The show combines cartoon characters and live action sequences to teach kids about music and how to work as a team. The show has completed a successful first season and is waiting for the go-ahead for season two. Last month, the Charlottetown studio was busy with more than 20 animators working to finish season one, but a lot of the work had to be done off-island because animators wouldn't come to Charlottetown to do it. At the height of production, 85 people worked on the series, but most of them were in Halifax or Toronto. Our intention was to do it all in-house, but we couldn't find enough people on the island, said series producer Brian Sharp. Which, P.I. is so small. Mm -hmm. I feel it's hard to find enough people for any industry. Yeah. Interestingly, like, there's only a couple things listed on IMDb, but I ended up finding, like, Brian Sharp's website, and he has a couple other Trappies animation credits that are listed that are just gonna, just gonna rip you right back to the mid-2000s, including they got recruited by Habbo Hotel to produce a few Habosodes. I guess they were doing something, like, years ago where they were making, like, recruiting studios from around the world to make tiny, like, Habbo Hotel-related webisodes, which... I, I could not remember whatsoever, but I was just like, man, Hebo Hotel, that was a time. <laughs> the other thing that I found, and this is going to, oh, this was a trip for me. <laughs> Trapeze Animation Studios apparently worked on the Mycene web series. Hell which yeah. Which was like, Mycene was like a really, like, it had a short run. It was like these, like, dolls that... Like this doll series by Mattel. It's my scene, my scene. You know it's my scene, it's my scene. Yes, <laughs> that. And basically on the website, they had this like kind of flash web series of all these like little two minute cartoons. Oh, apparently done by and Travis I watched videos. them. I had a great <laughs> yes. time. Man, I miss all like I miss the Diva Stars website Ugh. and all the old Barbie dot everything, games. girl. Like, goddamn, so so good. What an era. Oh yeah, what a time. It was it was really fun reading about their involvement in Have a Hotel in my scene because <laughs> those were just like trips, man. Yeah. So yeah, the synopsis is kind of talked about it already. Uh, it's about dude, a small boy who's a doodle. He gets himself in and out of various situations with the aid of hand, a disembodied hand that uses his pencil to draw sometimes helpful things onto the screen for dude's use, like helping him cheat in a skating race or uh, complicating situations as well. There's never any spoken dialogue in these, but the characters sometimes communicate in gibberish and they sometimes use like that sort of stock chipmunk laugh sound effect to make dude laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always end with the word Finn appearing somewhere. So they're just, they're really cute. They're just like little two minute bite sized thingies. I don't know. I always looked forward to them coming on. I think we were we yeah. were raised on like Looney Tunes, so it was kind of fun to have like something Looney Tunes esque. But well, it yeah. was it was one of those things too where it was like um, you know trying to remember uh, cartoons from childhood. It's one that like always appears in my brain and that I could never remember the title of. <laughs> and I feel like it's the same for a lot of people. Just like this, yeah. these little square dude. 
It would come on in between shows. Uh, Doodles apparently took home the Gemini Best Animated Series Prize in 2003 and 2004. The Geminis, of course, being kind of like the Canadian Emmys these days. They're like our film and TV awards are all amalgamated together to be the Canadian Screen Awards. Reviews. It's hard to find reception on the show. There was exactly one IMDb review, and it's extremely enthusiastic. Uh, called creatively doodle extremely with... enthusiastic oh it really is uh, so the title of this review is creatively doodle with six exclamation marks after whoa cartoon network eat your heart out this is awesome <laughs> watch it now a summary doodle stars a doodle dude named dude there's also a character named hand whom is the animator doodles is sort of an animator versus animation sort of thing animator has a great advantage a pencil with four exclamation marks after that means trouble for our favorite doodle dude anyway doodles is totally awesome and it's on short breaks on nicktoons network which is different from nickelodeon thank you occur between (laughs) yeah short breaks occur in between shows and only sometimes will they show doodle shorts Doodle shorts are only about two minutes long, but Doodle's comedy, originality, and fun makes up for time. So all in all, watch Doodle. I do really like the explanation of how commercial breaks work. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Sometimes there's breaks in between shows. Ever heard of such a thing? Who knew? Yeah, I think we found Doodles as number one fan. Another place I like to find reception uh, when it's hard to find reviews is in YouTube comments. Mm. Um... So there's like a bunch of episodes are available on YouTube. There's a couple different channels that have put them up. In fact, there's one YouTube channel, Martin E. Moose, um, which was posting some like newer animatics from like 2007-ish or so. And like apparently there was like talk of a while of like reigniting doodles. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there, there are links um, in the YouTube channel to a now defunct website, oh. doodles.tv. And a Facebook page where the last post is from 2011. And the post says, Hey all, Doodles is still around. Contact your broadcasters. Demand it be returned to air. We have lots of stories and shorts in the vault, but need a place to broadcast them. All the best and thanks for all of your support. So, but I'm sorry to, uh, I'm sorry to say there's no change.org or iPetitions or anything like that for, for Doodles. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like people are in the same boat that I am where it's like, oh, that one that one yes the, the name i can't remember i feel like it'd be very difficult to create a petition be like hey you remember that thing that happened sometimes on, on tv in between shows and it was like an animator they should do that again sign this yeah. petition ah <laughs> uh, but i have some youtube comments from some of uh some postings of episodes that i found from ray marco ginzel this is the stuff kids nowadays will never know <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Um, From YouTube user Spook. When I was a naive kid who didn't know how animations were made, this was what inspired me to want to be an animator or a cartoonist when Uh I grew up. I always love seeing comments like that, especially for weird, obscure Canadian shit like this. Just to know that it touched somebody. Like, it's so nice. YouTube user Daniel says, I am 13 years old, but I like it. It's good tune. (laughs) 13-year-olds agree. It's good tune. (laughs) Dallas McKim says, I've been looking for this for so long. I thought I hallucinated the whole thing, <laughs> which I feel like is a common experience with some of these. Yeah, yeah a shows. lot of a lot of fever dream kind of feels. 
this one I really liked. Uh, it was a comment on an episode where dude is doing magic tricks. It just says, he has a lot of big talent. Good boy. Smiley face. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Good boy. I'll put you in the pool. <laughs> YouTube user Como says, it's probably been like over 10 years since I've seen this cartoon. Loved this and the untalkative bunny. Teletoon was great. Hell yeah. Yes, it was great. It was so great and weird and loved it. And then uh, Little Miss Lol 101 says, hmm, hated these as a kid. Forgot about them. Found them today. Frigging love them. (laughs) (laughs) So she really took us on a journey. Wow. That's (laughs) what we call character development. Ever seen such a journey. Uh, for reals, though, if you want some good slapstick that's in, like, super bite-sized format, Doodles is really cute. I'm question mark, and I'm wondering, what will you do to get what you want? Actually, I wasn't wondering that at all. On the next RFR broadcast, Lily kind of uh, hijacks Robbie's, I'm question mark, and I'm wondering, to uh, pose the question, how far will you go to get what you want? And, you know, she's kind of talking about this situation with River, where obviously it's not that she wants to be working with him or working for Cougar Radio, but this is an opportunity and maybe she should take it. But they go off broadcast and um, Robbie apologizes for getting preachy at her. And she's like, no, I know you're just looking out for me and I'm going to steer clear of River. Um, We'll see how long that lasts. This means you or I need help. This means it's all gold. And this means... You've got a visible booger that's grossing everyone out. Outside the radio station, Ray's coming up with an elaborate system of signals to try and make sure he and Travis have a great time. And so it's all the signals to, like, you know, help steer the conversation. And also, if you have boogers in your nose, just obsessively, you know, wipe at your nose at the other person and it'll all be good. And uh, basically, Travis is like, you know what, Ray? Don't worry about it. We're going to have a great time. And so they get to Mickey's and like they're they're both kind of like looking forward to having a nice evening and Ray manages to let it slip that he gave Nicole the impression that Travis has a crush on her and Travis of course is upset because who wouldn't be <laughs> um yeah and Gr- Grace and Nicole come in and Travis basically uses the opportunity to kind of dig into Ray a little bit by Playing up a, a what a big jazz fan Ray is because Grace and Nicole were talking about jazz. Don't get him started on Bebop. Yeah, man, that Bebop, he was the one cool cat. Travis like gives him the signal that he needs to like clear his nose so that Ray just spends like the rest of the scene like obsessively rubbing at his face. Yeah, and then Travis just immediately dips. He's like, "This has been fun. Yeah. I had a great time, but I gotta go." <laughs> I had a great time talking how, to you guys. How for long two were seconds. they there? What were they doing? <laughs> Yeah, like they don't even like we don't even get like a there's no cue that any time has passed. They've literally sat down and Travis says, I had a great time. Bye. <laughs> yes. So oh, I, which I mean, Ray deserves. Yeah. <laughs> so Travis dips and Ray's left there on his own. Then we go over to Lily, who's just hanging out in her basement. And she's just there like eating cheesy blobs, which are like a, uh, a cheese puff hanging out in her like yum. slippers with their hair all tied up. And she's reading this magazine. And, like, whoever whoever's working on the graphic design, um, you know, the genius behind some of the posters has got to be behind this magazine as well. So it's, like, it's, like, clearly a music magazine, like, kind of an alternative press kind of looking thing. And it's, like, oh. this kind of, like, punk rock looking dude on the front. And just a little blurb <laughs> that says, scab damage rules. <laughs> Who's naming their band scab it. damage? Oh, love it. 
that that is like i can i can kind of see that being being like a hardcore yeah but it's it's not a band it's just either a solo act or the front man of a band just kind of like Mm -hmm. doing kind of like claws at a camera he's got like (laughs) very dark heavy like almost like completely blacked out eyelids with eyeliner and like long black hair and you know it looks looks potentially like he could be uh fronting a band called scab damage peanut you have a visitor no one's getting my cheesy blobs don't worry peanut i don't want your cheesy blobs we hear Lily's dad again off camera shouting down that she has a visitor. Turns out the visitor is River Pierce. So uh, Lily kind of like in a panic hides her like cheesy blobs and like gets her hair out of the, the bun and is like trying to like be all composed. <laughs> she lets her hair down and it looks absolutely oh, perfect. It's, it's it perfect. Beautiful. It's perfect. <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> no, absolutely. I have I have the kind of hair length where like if I try to put it in a messy bun, I get like half a mullet at the back of my head because it's like <laughs> slightly slightly too short to all fit yeah. in a bun. But I yeah. I try to make the commitment anyway. River's there because he's looking for um, her kind of review of this particular band that turns out is a big inspiration for her. She mentions that, you know, they No Man's Land did a cover of one of their songs and that they love them. And River's like, well, how would you feel about opening for them? And she's like, well, that'll never happen. And he's like, I've got a connection. She's like, we'll make it on our own. He's like, well... Everyone needs a break. Maybe this is yours. So for as much as, um, you know, Lily was talking about not needing River and not getting mixed up and all of that, it's looking like that connection is uh, getting a little stronger. Particularly because River kind of hints that in return for this favor, she do the new jingle for Cougar Radio, which you can just see like the knife hanging over Robbie's back. (laughs) as Lily she's like that's not really me and River says well I've got the music and the lyrics I just need a Lily Randall spin on it you could probably do this in one take and so they shake on it and uh yeah Lily Randall might be doing the cougar radio jingle and Robbie is gonna fucking lose it what's up bro not your bro okay no it's not okay so we get a little uh ray travis confrontation on the stairs the next day of him being like you know you set me up you just used me as your your wingman and you know travis is hurt he's like you've been making fun of what i'm into for so long and now you're just using it to your advantage and ray's like i make fun of you because like you're the smart guy and i'm jealous and i wish i could be like that because i'm just I'm just a funny guy. I'm just like this goofy person. And, you know, without that, you know, I don't have anything to back it up. So they kind of reconcile and, um, you know, Travis is like, okay, I'll help you. One, one more date, but that's it. It's not fair to Nicole to, to lead her on. And Ray's like, well, why, what is it about Nicole that you're not interested in? And then we just see Travis looking over <laughs> Ray's shoulder at Parker as Parker oh, walks so up. Wistful. And he once again comes on too strong. He's like, hey, 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 Parker, what's up? And she's like, <laughs> and she's like my defenses. <laughs> it's a very, oh. very good bit of, you know, just, just being very uncomfortable and him like, Still still trying so hard, but he's just coming on so intense, and it's just scaring her off. Are you ever oh, it's all right. It's, it's time to catch you. It's you. Then we go over to Robbie and Lily in the hallway as Cougar Radio's new jingle comes up, and we see Lily just kind of like turn away, cringing, and Robbie's like, oh, this will be good. And then he, he hears it, and he's like, wait, this isn't bad. 
<laughs> he looks at her and he's like, oh no, this is you. And she's like, oh. I did it for the band. You know, River promised to get us a, an opening gig for this band. And he's like, well, you clearly trust him more than you trust me. Which like... Robbie, get over yourself. Robbie makes everything about him. And it's so frustrating. It's like, it's such a small situation for him to blow up. But then uh, River, you know, since they're staying at the DJ booth, kind of like somberly calls Lily over. And he's like, I tried, but I couldn't, I couldn't get you a gig with them. And, you know, Lily being really frustrated with the situation, because obviously, you know, she's got Robbie breathing down her neck now for, you know, seemingly nothing since, you know, River didn't hold up his end of the deal. She's like, great, thanks a lot. And she heads off in a huff. And Robbie's, of course, you know, since he's right there, has been watching this exchange and goes to, like, tell River off. You don't care about anybody. Read this. It's from the Spire of Manager. And it turns out um, River got, like, a really nasty letter about No Man's oh. Land from this, like, band's manager. And That'd he's like, cool. I didn't think Lily needed to see that. And it sucks. It's it's yeah. so sad for this little imagine, like, little band of fourteen year olds just living yeah. their dreams, playing retirements. Oh, and doing a cover of this band that they love. Yeah, imagine at least the band's manager being like, "You guys suck." Imagine, imagine a group of literal children does a cover, <laughs> and you're like, "No, that's terrible. <laughs> Why did you do this? Like, it's so mean." But it's it's nice, you know. We, we see we see kind of a softer side of River, um, and you know, there's a nice. It's kind of a nice moment between him and Robbie, since Robbie just automatically assumes the worst, and this wasn't the worst. Is everything okay with Gracie? Yeah, we're good. I'm just all double dated out. You still want to hang? Sure. Oh, we don't mind. I invited someone to chill with us. Totally cool. Over at Mickey's, Ray brings Travis over to a table. And he asks where Grace and Nicole are. And he's like, oh, I thought we could just hang out. Oh, but I invited somebody to hang out with us. And Parker comes by and Parker sits down. Travis is like, oh, God, Ray, what are you doing to me? (laughs) (laughs) But Ray being Ray, he manages to create a charming bridge by playing a game of choose with Parker and Travis. And he helps just kind of get things going and helps Travis relax into things. Because we've seen Parker and Travis interact before and they play well off each other. It's just... Travis is just getting in his own way. Yeah. And so Ray kind of helps him out. It's really sweet. Inside of Mickey's, the premiums are currently playing. Their front man, the look Ugh. is just like, it's, it is so. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's that it's, classic kind of, you know, he's in black shirt, silver tie, and he's got like this big floppy hair and it's not frosted oh. tips. It's frosted curtain bangs. Oh, which is an absolute look. Wearing eyeliner. I just, I fucking love it. It is so mid 2000s. And it's so, it's exactly what I was falling for. Absolutely. Yeah. This is like a very, like, my middle school music frontman vibe. Oh, yeah. Robbie and Lily have a chat. And Lily says, you know, I just want No Man's Land to make it so bad. And Robbie's like, you know what, Lily? You could do it yourself. Why not just, you know, there's a really cool band playing here right now. Why don't you give them your CD? And Lily's like, I can't do that. And But Robbie encourages her and she goes up and does it. She talks to cute floppy haired front man and hands him her CD. 
And so that's a really nice uh, Robbie Lilly moment. And then it's so sweet. Ray looks out the window to see Travis and Parker playing some sort of game on the table. And they do a little signal to each other, Ray and Travis, to kind of signal that everything is going well. And it's so cute. It's so sweet. It's it's so nice oh. to see like that dynamic specifically to see like Ray and Travis genuinely looking out for each other and like yeah. being good friends. Legit friendship. Just good friends. Good male friendship. We love it. Yeah. A real good episode all around with um, you know, some fun new introductions of this, yeah. you know, Travis's crush on Parker and some actual interaction between uh Lily and River. So exciting to see where we're headed in the final stretch of episodes. The final stretch boils. So over in Mickey's discs for this episode, songs featured include Modern Love by The Premiums, Best Days of Our Lives by The Premiums, Waiting for You by Calgren, and My Little Birdie by The Nice Device. So The Premiums, of course, being our band of the episode that we've actually discussed before because we've heard Best Days yeah. of Our Lives. Yes. And we know that when we listen to that song, we feel real cool. I feel real cool. talk about the nice device uh their song my little birdie is the last song that plays in the episode it starts up as lily is handing her cds to the premiums it's a really fun song um so detroit indie rock popsters the nice device were a four-piece female-fronted band formed in 2000 that bridged the exploding garage rock revival scene and the underrated detroit power pop scene with a polished yet slightly trashy sound filled with hooks akin to the buzzcocks the pixies and blondie to name a few that's their sort of synopsis from Wikipedia. They self-released all of their tunes. Uh, they released the single Gotta Get It in 2003, which came with My Little Birdie and Bittersweet. So that's My Little Birdie is the song that we hear in this episode. They also released a couple of albums and EPs. Uh, their last one came out in 2008, and then they disbanded afterwards. Um, fun little thing from the notes section of their Wikipedia page, the song My Little Birdie is used in the film Bachelor Party Vegas, and the TV shows Life with Derek, Degrassi, The Next Generation, and Radio Free Roscoe airing on the N Network television for teens. You can listen to their stuff on Bandcamp at thenicedevice.bandcamp.com, which I found out because they have a Facebook page they created in 2018, just has a post that says, we decided to create a band page for posterity, even though we technically disbanded almost a decade ago. Here you'll find some basic info, pics, videos, and a link to our Bandcamp page if anyone wants to check out or purchase any of our recorded material we put out over the years. Cheers. So yeah, a nice device. Love it. Good old female-fronted power pop rock. Gotta love it. If you're not already, you can follow us on social media. You can find us at Podcast Free Roscoe on Facebook and Instagram or Pod Free Roscoe on Twitter. You can also send us a good old email at podcastfreeroscoe at gmail.com. I don't know where I'm going with that, but just send us a note. So for now, this is Podcast Free Roscoe, signing off. Yeah.